Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. This is your host, June Ramley. Our guest today is Malaysian businessman Datuk Dr. Vinod Shaker. Datuk Vinod is the chairman and CEO of Petra Group, a global conglomerate involved in sustainable technologies, manufacturing, infrastructure, media, entertainment, agriculture, lifestyle, research, and philanthropy. Through his vision and leadership, uh, the Petra Group applies the concept of social capitalism to all its businesses being profitable while ensuring sustainable wealth creation for the betterment of all. To date, Dato Winot has successfully developed green rubber, which uses globally patented D-Link technology and for the first time ever, allows tires to become a renewable resource. With over 1.5 billion rubber tires being discarded each year, green rubber is capable of erasing one of the world's biggest environmental threats. Besides that, Datuk Winod is also the big boss for the Malaysian news website, The Vibes. So without further ado, let's invite Datuk Winod to the show and ask him all about his business ventures and other matters. Hello, Datuk. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you keeping? Very well, thank you. Awesome, Datuk. So let's dive right into the question. So Datuk, um, your journey into entrepreneurship started at a very, very young age, at 21. Um, apparently, you started a clothing company with only $50 US dollars and managed to sell your company for $5 million US dollars. So can you just give us a snippet like how you started, grew and eventually sold that business? I actually sold it for $20 million. Okay. It's... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sorry, but sorry. I'll tell you how I started. Um, basically, I was a scholarship student. Um, you know, my family wasn't wealthy. My, my father was, was famous and was a world-renowned scientist and a civil servant. Um, so for me to go to university overseas or in, in boarding school overseas, I had to get a scholarship. So I was a scholarship student uh, there. And, and, and uh, I also, you know, I was a bit of a character. I like to have fun. Um, I, I, I want to have my drink. I want to go to the, you know, the bars and I want to have fun. Uh, you can't really do that on a on a scholarship. Uh, you you know you you have your school fees paid for. You have your um, uh, your room paid for uh, and your food, uh, your room and board, and uh, that's it. So I had to to find a way of 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 earning some extra cash while I was in while I was in college. Um, as a foreign student, the only thing I was allowed to work in officially was either in the college cafeteria or the college library, all for a very low sum, certain hours, which I you know, wouldn't have even paid for two beers, I think, <laughs> three beers. So I had to think of something else. Um, and I found that there was an opportunity uh, in, in, in American bookshops, you know, uh, college shops, because people were selling, uh, you know, uh, T-shirts and mugs with college crests on it, uh, pencils, pens, everything college crests on it. And I just noticed they didn't have nice dress shirts, you know, polo shirts, a simple nice dress shirts with just the crest on it. No one had done it. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I could make that and sell it, you know, and make some money. Um, I had a friend uh, who, whose father was an owner of a textile company 
uh, in a city called Coimbatore in India. And he was also a student with me there. Uh, and I asked him, can, do you think your father can, can you help me make some samples? So he said, he, he asked his father, he said, sure, sure. You, know, you just tell me what design you want and we'll have it made for you. Uh, and so I became a designer. Uh, understand I'm studying biology at the moment, you know, molecular biology, so you know, not much about design, but I, you know, simple stuff. I took a white shirt, I want yellow stripes, white shirt, blue stripes, white shirt, red stripes, pink shirt, blue shirt, uh, normal, normal stuff. And then I found college crests from different universities and I put it on the, crest, on, on the, on the pocket. And I said, I just want the crest on the pocket. Uh, nothing else, no, no words, just the crest. And uh, he said, fine, you can get me uh, uh, 10 samples uh, for 50 US dollars. Mm. So, I, okay, yes, you know, I had 60, I remember exactly, I had $68.75 in my bank account, I think, at that time. So I just took $50, <laughs> paid it, uh, and then waited for it to come to me. And you, you must understand, the, those days it was all on a fax machine. Mm. I decided to go find a fax machine mm. somewhere send the facts with the, what I wanted, et cetera. And, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was an interesting way of doing business. I mean, communication was, was, was different than it is now. Mm. Uh, very different. There was no email, mm. if you like, uh, to, to communicate. Um, so anyway, in fact, there wasn't even a mobile phone. <laughs> was, okay. You know, you made an appointment to meet someone somewhere and you had to go there and meet them there <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Um, so I got my samples and then mm -hmm. I went to the different colleges because I had different university crests mm -hmm. and one of the universities said, yes, okay, good idea. A lovely manageress there who I, you know, just sort of looked doughy eyed to and said, sorry, you know, I need, you know, I'm a student and I'm trying to sell this. So she suddenly agreed to buy over 350, I think, shirts. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm shocked because I was only really trying to sell like five or 10, make it, yeah. you know. Uh, I convinced her to give me a 50% deposit. Uh, she agreed. She chose the different styles, designs she wanted, colors she wanted. And uh, I sold it to her for $12. The net price of me receiving it packaged was six. I sold it to her for 12. Mm -hmm. And she, I think that university sold it for $28.95. Uh, a bit more, I can't remember now, 30 something. It was, it was quite a large amount. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I started. And then another university said yes, then another university said yes, and I just kept going. And then I used friends in different colleges to say, look, do you want a, a cut? You know, mm -hmm. why did you make the offer to them? Because see what happens, people started seeing they, they liked it, right? Because mm -hmm. alumni liked it, you know, students liked it, new students came in, they'd like it, you know, parents would buy it, uh, which is a normal publish or nice dress and people just bought it. Um, and so it grew. I had done the smart thing with a lot of them to ask for exclusivity within the college you know that you know that for this type of product let me be the only one that can sell it because mm -hmm. i'm going to create my, i'm going to make it for you i'm going to sell it to you and they're making a lot of money mm -hmm. but they were also selling it online as we do it so it, we became exclusive to all the colleges i went to i asked for that same thing and mm -hmm. those days it was all new right so it was fine people gave it i mean no one really cared um for for a dress shirt and um then in the end, uh, it just took off. It just took a life of its own. Uh, we were doing about 100,000 shirts. Uh, wow. I was learning all about trade financing. I was learning about letters of credit. I was learning about shipments and insurance of shipments. Um, 
a lot of hard lessons along the way, you know, some some downs when we couldn't get the shipment done right and learning how we got it right, learning about how logistics worked. Um, yeah, it was... <laughs> but it how was your grades? How was your grades? Did you keep it up or...? I kept my grades up. And one thing I did was I always kept my grades up. Otherwise, my father would have, like, whacked me. So... <laughs> um, but it, it became clear that, that I enjoyed this. I enjoyed... Mm -hmm building businesses. I enjoyed making money. I enjoyed what I could do with the money because I, you know, as soon as I made the money, I started a small little foundation to, to help kids. Uh, and I was able to help and that felt good. Um, and I just enjoyed building things. I, I suddenly realized I'd like being this entrepreneur. So before 21 years old and before that t-shirt business, no, you've not done Thank anything. 19, oh, 19, sorry. Before that, you didn't do any business or your family, no. Okay. No, my father was a scientist, a civil servant. My mother was a teacher. <laughs> no, I had no, I had no plans to be a businessman of any kind. I was going to be a, a, a first. I was going to be a doctor. Then I couldn't because I fell ill, and then I went into science. And then you know, I was that was the plan. Uh, nothing much else. Sometimes fate takes you a different direction, and um, so then so that was sold because. Suddenly, it such became a huge market, but I owned the sole rights for that area. And it was worth so much. And the brand was worth so much at the time. And uh, another large company just bought it from it for a very long, four years later. It wasn't immediate, but four years, four and a half years later. Uh, but I had come back by then. While you were still a grad student? No, no, I had come back to Malaysia by oh, then. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had come back to Malaysia by then. Um, so I sold it. I mean, hey, wouldn't you? Start selling $50 and you sell it, you know, <laughs> that kind of return. So um but i'd already gone by i mean by then i'd start i'd come back to malaysia we had created the monkiara international school uh, in monkiara i founded it um i'd started uh, east asia i was just uh, i'd started uh, southeast asia's first commercial internet company asia connect when i started that there were only 700 internet users in malaysia again everyone said i was out of my mind uh, who was going to send a message on a computer that's what a fax machine is for i was convinced it was the future, but everything would be revolve around it. Um, and uh, I remember even predicting, I gave an interview, I think. I remember it was the Far East Economy Review. One of, one of the magazines and I said, you know, you'll be doing everything on a little hand device soon. You know, and everything, our life will revolve around the internet. Uh, and I was convinced of it. So I, I, I set it up and uh, made a lot of money <laughs> from that because, you know, internet became what internet became. Yeah. Um, then I, you know, I did a lot of other businesses. I, I created a small uh, abrasive disc, circular abrasive discs, uh, the smallest optic engine for uh, projection technologies. Uh, I, I focus on technologies, evolving technologies, new technologies. I went into film and entertainment. I, uh, we, we funded the Tarzan TV series in, in a joint venture with Disney MGM. Mm. We're the first Southeast Asian company to do so. Um, and, you know, we, we did a lot of things that no one else had done, uh, that no one else had tried to do. Some things were stupid. You know, I, I tried to go into a sports car company. I, I made it work, but we had awful partners, uh, you know, I mean, real rogues. Uh, and uh, with lessons you learn uh, as you go along. Um, but, you know, we I, I was, I think, the first South Asian to own an F2000 team, F3 team, F1 team. I was... 23 or 24 when I owned it. Uh, mm -hmm. Long before, you know, 
what everyone else does now. <laughs> but, you know, um, it was fun. I mean, didn't make me money, but you learn lessons from all these things. Uh, spend a lot of money, but you know, so expensive lessons, so you need to learn it. Mm. Uh, but that's uh, that's how I started out. Awesome, Dato. So um, that that's actually a good intro to my next question. So you've ventured into many businesses. I was wondering, how do you take due diligence on each business before you venture into? Do you do business plans or two parts? I mean, I first have to like the business, mm. and uh, it has to it has to play a role in what I believe in. I'm a social capitalist. Mm. Um, that means I believe that. Um, you must make money, mm. but how you make money matters. And true capitalism is about sustainable wealth creation. So you have to create and make it sustainable, which means you have to lift people out of poverty. Okay. Because you must create a strong middle class. Only mm. with a strong middle class does your business thrive, does a community thrive. If a community thrives and a community is healthy and vibrant, I make more money. Mm -hmm. So it's very simple. It's, it's a selfish thing. I want your money, but I need you to ha have it before I can take it from you. <laughs> right? So I have to play a role in pushing people out of poverty. Mm -hmm. So I have a market. Mm -hmm. I think all businessmen have to do that. Uh, it's about survival. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you cannibalize your own market. You don't make it sustainable. It all will implode and everything collapses. So businessmen now have a role to play in societal development. Right, we have to, because that's what sustains us. Society sustains us. We make money out of society. Our businesses thrive within a society, within a community. So how can we not play a role in making sure the community is healthy? How can we not play a role in solving problems within society? We have to. After all, we're smart enough to solve problems within our company. Mm -hmm. If we can solve problems within companies, which are far more complex sometimes, mm -hmm. why can't we do the same in helping? Mm -hmm. I, I, I give you a simple example. I, you know, it's like, it's like, um, I find, okay, businessmen to me are the smartest men in the room, right? And in the room, we, we do, we do amazing things with companies. We, 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 we resurrect them. We, if they're falling, we, we rebuild them. We, we do great marketing. We, we you know, we, we do all sorts of things with businesses, uh, that are very innovative in you. It's like having a dying duck. Mm -hmm. We have the best accountants in the world mm -hmm. that will fix the arteries and bones of the dying duck pump new blood through. We have the best lawyers in the world. Mm -hmm. I'll check everything out and sign a certificate that says this formerly dying duck is now alive and well. Mm -hmm. And then we have the best communications people and PR people that mm -hmm. will tell the world this formerly dying duck is not just alive and well, it's laying golden eggs. <laughs> now, if you could take a small percentage of that ingenuity that we use in business, and used it to fix a societal problem, to find a solution for communities. Imagine what's possible. Yeah. Right. So that's what I think. You know, I believe we're about. So when I look at businesses, mm -hmm. businesses that will have impact, but it must make money. It must be commercial, because if it's not commercial, it won't have impact. You know, it is not about asking people to sacrifice. Mm. I'm a hypocrite. Mm. I have a private jet. I have a yacht. I have all the luxuries in life. I'm not going to change. I, I worked hard for my money. I want it. Mm. I, I, I like to live in comfort. Mm -hmm. It's not about wearing a hair shirt. Mm -hmm. It's not about being a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. It's about if you're smart enough to have all this, mm -hmm. surely you're smart enough 
mm-hmm. to play a role in societal development. Mm-hmm. You've made money off society. Surely you have a responsibility now to help lift society. So take everyone with you on the ride. Right? So when we look at business, we look at how it impacts. How can we improve the impact? Uh, and that's, so that's decision one. That you know, mm-hmm. it must be something that fits that mm-hmm. model for me. Mm-hmm. Second is the normal. You, know, you look at the business. You look at the, at the cash flow. You look at the business plan. And you see whether it makes sense. But more importantly, I see whether we can make a difference, uh, whether our abilities can enhance that business more, further, whether we can structure it and take it forward. So, um, yeah, we do our due diligence. It's like any normal due diligence, but we're less scared. We're a company that takes more chances than most. And because we take, we invest in things that a lot of people wouldn't, mm-hmm. or a lot of people would say, let's see if it works first. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll take that first leap. We'll take that first step and, mm-hmm. and that challenge. That's why we do technologies that no one else has done before. That's why, you know, we create value. It doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work. Uh, and I have failed several times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fallen flat on my face. But luckily, my successes outweigh my failures. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then we go forward. Mm-hmm. Again, if you can learn the lessons from those failures, mm-hmm. margin of error reduces. Yes, that's true. That's true. Successes increase and your failures mm-hmm. reduce. You can't go anywhere and say, oh, I'm never going to fail. That's bullshit. Right? Mm-hmm. We will always trip. Right? And, uh, you know, I, d- despite where I am now, I've made disastrous mistakes historically. I've not always been right. Um, but I try to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Move forward from there. Okay, Dato. So, um, forgive me for asking this question. So, if one Googles you out or even reads your Wikipedia page, uh, they will probably read a string of uh, unfavorable news about you. So, um, I just wondered, uh, has all this news ever impacted your ability at all to undertake any new businesses or even gain the trust of uh, new business partners? Well, firstly, if you read, I mean, I don't read. That's one thing. But if you read, there's a whole bunch of good and a whole bunch of there's a bunch of rep, replicated bad. Meaning, you know, it's it's repeated. Uh, if someone is not smart enough to work out that it's actually crap, that the two can't be real, then this is obviously an attack. You know, then they're probably not smart enough to do business with me, and I have no, no, you know, I, I don't really care. Um, having said that, you know, I unfortunately took a position that I'll stand up for what I think is right. I believe that Malaysia should be, our Malaysian, our political system should be reformed. I believe we should fight corruption. I believe we should have a free press. I believe many things that perhaps previous governments did not believe. Um, and in Malaysia, <laughs> businessmen are not supposed to have political opinions. Businessmen are supposed to be happy that the government will support them, make money, and carry on, and not get involved with societal issues or political issues. Um, For me, I believe it's my responsibility because I have a voice. What's the point of having wealth and power and you do nothing with it? Mm -hmm. Now, again, the problem is when you do that, powers that be don't like it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, how dare this person think he can, you know? And so they, they come after you. Now they'll either come after you with their fake stories, uh, news reports tweaked around one or the other, uh, make it sound almost believable. They have their cyber troopers or their, you know, people overseas uh, just write some story and then tweak it and spin it in a different angle. They do all sorts of things. And so that'll, that's what you find, right? And okay, one of my mistakes, perhaps my team tell me is I don't respond because I, I find it beneath me to respond to nonsense. Uh, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, who knows? I mean, I, I will respond now if I'm asked, like you asked me, I'll respond. Um, but some of the stories are so stupid, it's just nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, 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 it's happened, in a, it's, it's what previous governments have tried to do because I was a close friend, I am a close friend of the leader of the opposition. And Anwar Ibrahim, as you know, was jailed twice for sodomy of all things, uh, nonsensically. Uh, I believed it was a grave injustice. It wasn't that I was politically supporting him. He's just someone I've known since I was 13 years old. And he's my friend. And I don't throw my friends under the bus. Um, whatever their politics. And I have close friends in all political parties. Very close friends. Ruling party, opposition party, it doesn't matter. You know, they're my friends. Uh, and I'm not a politician. Um, but I refuse to sell my soul. I refuse, despite all the offers. And I was offered everything under the sun. Just throw this man under the bus. We'll give you everything. Uh, and many, I'm a businessman, so many things in my life are for sale. My soul is not one of them. <laughs> you know? uh, um, and uh, I guess that the price I paid is to have all these nonsense articles and stories and, you know, um, attempts by the government to, to investigate stuff, previous governments, to investigate stuff that didn't exist, um, to create news, because, you know, they felt perhaps I was a threat because I was supporting the opposition or opposition at that time or something like that. I mean, who knows why? I mean, if anyone that knows Malaysian politics knows that this is how it works. And businessmen generally just keep quiet. Mm. Well, I don't know how to keep quiet. Never have mm-hmm. been a problem all my life. You know, I, no filter. Um, I say what I think when I think it. Um, and I'm not going to change. Uh, and, and I'm glad I haven't changed. Because yes, we've taken, you know, my family and I have taken huge punishment with the stories like you're talking about, attacks on me and all sorts of things. But we stayed our ground. We didn't sell our soul. And you know, we're doing pretty well now. You know, we paid the mm-hmm. price, went through the hardships, but you're still standing. Um, you know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm happy we did that. And I'm, it proves what my father taught me. Good guys win. Mm-hmm. It, takes, it takes longer sometimes. It hurts a bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you can remain the good guy, you'll always win. A good gal. I'm sorry, I'm trying to be politically correct. Um, but it's, it's the point is that, you know, along the way, there's always temptations and hardships that make you take a wrong way, that make you decide that I can't do this anymore. And that's when you can't remain the good guy. The thing is, can you remain the good guy? Can you aim all the way through? And the key is, if you do, you will come out on top. Right. And I did. I'm where I'm now. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, and it's, it, at that moment, it doesn't matter what people say, what nonsense you read. It's meaningless. So when you ask me, does it affect me? Of course it affects me. I mean, no one likes nonsense being written about you. You know, you don't like your family members to read it. You don't like your friends to read it. But I have close enough friends now who look at it and just start laughing. Right. I mean, you know, uh, 
it'll be it'll be moronic stories you know that makes no sense um you know how can he be doing all this and be this it doesn't make sense um so i also have take a position that if there are people that don't dig deeper to find out what's behind the story then they're probably not worth even having mm. as a partner because they're not thorough enough they're not they're not looking at everything um uh, it's also taught me that i don't you know i decide for myself about a person i don't you know care what the internet says you know i'll i will do my due diligence on the individual you know i think i'm i'm smart enough my team are smart enough to do it um and so uh it has had impact here and there but nothing that's really stopped me from growing and doing what i do nothing's that prevented me from expanding my our businesses and you're talking to someone that's never taken a government contract in his life i've never taken a government contract in my life i've never taken a government grant in my life i've never been funded by the government in my life i don't have a loan from the government i've never taken public funds you know i've never had public company in malaysia so how do you deal with someone like me <laughs> you can understand the conundrum of those in power that that might want to you know so the only thing they have left is to find little angles here and there to use um and then you know they they just they and then then try to bribe you right they try to buy you out put enough pressure and then say okay now hey well yeah so yeah i hope that answers the question anyway yes that too very well the answer um in 2008 um you made headlines for being sued by hollywood actor bruce willis which was later resolved so lately the actor has come uh, in play again for being unwell he's very unwell right now um and i was just wondering um dato if you are still uh, in contact or let me just say bruce <laughs> bruce willis is a very good man he is a friend he remains a shareholder of one of my companies oh right uh, and at that time was a miscommunication what people don't understand is the headlines made was because it was pushed in malaysia right yes his management suit for but they sued everybody they sued a lot they, they were trying to get funds back in they 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 sued for an investment back right to the company not me they didn't sue me for anything they sued the company but as i said the news likes to tweak things right <laughs> sue me um i didn't know what it was about right until it came on the press i didn't even know about it when i talked to him the next morning the next day 24 hours later he immediately sent out a, a press statement to say that it's you know miscommunication the suit has been vacated it has been removed and he has complete confidence in the company and continues to support the management and the story but you see that one gets page 48 <laughs> the one in the first day the scan the 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 you know the exciting story gets page 1 but the the fact that i'm sorry there was all a mistake <laughs> it was it was not and that that's not it everything is fine and you know carry on gets page 48 or this disappears in the ether uh, but i hope that answers the question for you that's uh yeah so he's still a shareholder till yes. today yes. oh can i ask what company which company or is that pnc no no green rubber oh green rubber awesome So um that though so for many years uh... a very very good man though and it's very sad what's happened because there are very few people like him uh he's very you know he's he says things as they are and he's uh, honest and he's you know he's a, he's just a great guy so it's very sad what's happened now 
So you're friends with him, you're still WhatsApping with him and WhatsApp everyone. But I would say he's still a friend and he's still someone I you know, I do care about. He's a good man. Awesome. I okay. That's good. Um for many years, Dato, you have been off the radar, but recently you've made a comeback in a huge way and now you've launched the wipes. Uh, and have some of the country's top journalists working for you. Like, some of them are my ex-bosses. So tell us, Dato, what was the need for you to launch a new website? Okay. Um, you know, one of my pet gripes in Malaysia was, why can't I just get the news? Why can't somebody just tell me what's happening? Instead of giving me an angle. Skewed. You know, I'm smart enough. I can decide whether the government is wrong or the opposition is wrong. I can decide whether... A policy is right or wrong. Just tell me what it is. Tell me what's going on. Let me have news. Let me have it immediately and 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 dig. Give me analysis, proper analysis, so that I can balance things out. You know, yes, maybe an editorial is about supporting one side. Then give me an opposing editorial, an opposing view, so I can decide. Give me two things. And I wonder why a news site can't do that. And it became clear because they're always owned by something, mm. somebody that has an angle. You know, whether it's, you know, a, a newspaper being owned by a political party or owned by a, a, a businessman linked to, you know, something. And I felt that, you know what, I should do something about this. You know, you know sometimes people think I'm full of myself, but, you know, I, I just felt it's something I should do. So I, I started it and everyone said it couldn't happen, it, you know, take 10 years before you get any traction. But I think in, in less than a year and a half, we're the fastest growing news site in the country. We're one of the most respected. And despite everything being said about, oh, is it pro Anwar and all that, it's the most balanced news site in the country. We don't take a position. I mean, you know, you'll have Anwar Ibrahim angry because we've attacked him once or twice. I mean, we, when, when things are wrong, we say it. We report. We've interviewed Najib Razak. We've given him, you know, an open mic to speak and to do an interview. We've done the same with Tun Mahade. We've done the same with Tantri Mohidin Yasin. We've done the same with everybody. You know, and when things are wrong, we say it. When there's when there's uh, news that we feel have to be reported, we report it. It doesn't matter which state or which politician or which party or which policy. Uh, we give the public the news, and I think that's so critical for a democracy. Um, and the hope is that you keep doing that. You force others to do the same, mm. right? And then that's a great thing, right? If everyone is writing the news and not skewed too much, mm. but just balance and just giving the public a chance to decide for themselves mm. which way they want to go. Uh, so that's why I did it, because I had tremendous faith in the team I put together. Uh, and you're right, they are legendary mm. in the field of journalism. Uh, but it also tells you, you know, a little bit about me that I got that they, you know what, that they believe in the same thing. They just needed someone to believe in them as well that they that this could happen, that they could write honestly, without fear of favor, that lying without fear of favor, that it could actually mean without fear of favor. Uh, and that's how we operate. That's how right? they don't talk to me about article. Um, they don't come and say, "Oh, by the way, we're about to you know we're about to write about this person. Is it okay?" They don't do any of that. Uh, I don't interfere. You know, I'll, I'll get involved once in a while to see what's going on. If I think an angle hasn't been covered and should be covered, you know, but that's rare because they cover pretty much all angles. Mm. We, have a, we, have, we have close to 100 new stuff.
Mm. Right. So it's it's a it's a <laughs> it's quite an outfit mm, of, yes. of incredible reporters, and I'm very proud of our reporters. You know, they write amazingly. We have an amazing chief news reporter. We have amazing editors. Um, you know, I'm proud of all of them. They're they're, they're very very good. Uh, even have a lifestyle uh, magazine called Tara, uh, and the, the person running it is, is is fabulous, and 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 it's a Malay magazine. I enjoy reading. <laughs> uh, so, you know, between Katara, which is our Malay news site, ta- uh, uh, Vibes, which is our English news site, uh, you know, it's growing and I'm quite, I'm excited for the future, mm-hmm. for, 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 for the news site, for Petra News. Awesome. I hope people are happy with what we produce. I mean, you know, look, the, the, at the end of the day, right, uh, the proof is in the pudding and eating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been there for a year and a half now. People can see we are what we are. You know, it, I, it doesn't matter what people say about being. Oh, you know, he's pro this, he's pro that. They they can easily see from our from our writings, we're neither pro opposition or pro government. We are just pro Malaysia, and we write the news. Mm-hmm. And awesome. some, people, some people won't. Okay, uh, Datuk. So, um, forgive me again for asking this question. So, you recently had a bankruptcy status. Um, uh, connected with your good self. So I was just wondering, right, Datuk, um, how did you get there? If if you if there is a miscommunication, let me know. And then what was what would be your advice for businessmen who are currently in such a predicament? If you firstly, no business would be my predicament. It wasn't <laughs> a predicament. That was a bankruptcy action taken in. There was a debt in nineteen ninety eight during the Asian financial crisis. Of which I was one of six directors and a 5% shareholder. We had resolved everything by 2000. In 2010, I'm informed that in 2004, a bankruptcy action was taken from an action of 1998, and I'm the only one that was named. Uh, and, and they told me, you, you, you've been traveling without permission, and, and the bankruptcy is there. We proved in court, in court, that the documents were forged, mm-hmm. that the dates were it's all lies, it was all bull, and the whole matter was annulled. It just took a while, you know, we already proved it in court, then it took us a while to get rid of it out of the system. That was, again, a political creation. Don't forget what year that was. That was Anwar Ibrahim coming out again. Mm-hmm. Right? So every time Anwar Ibrahim appears, they think, okay, you know, let's go get Binot, because we don't want Anwar to have any support. <laughs> For some reason, they think that, you know, Anwar has a lot of support from a lot of people, <laughs> but they seem to connect me with him. Right? Don't ask me why. <laughs> but he is one of my closest friends. He's my brother. Right. Mm-hmm. So I will never change that. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with a lot of his policies. <laughs> so I think they're a bit, you know, stupid uh, politically when they attack because, you know, uh, there are a lot of people in, the, in, the, in different parties that I do support, that I do have a relationship with. Um, so that's what it was about. So, for the record, mm-hmm. the matter was annulled, which means okay. it never happened. Okay. Why? Because we proved that it was forged documents and it was fictitious uh, in itself. Uh, yes. And, you know, we are taking action separately to, you know, uh, get some returns on that, uh, on what they did. So, that's one. Uh, but let, let's go into people that might face themselves in that because they failed. It's not the end. You know, everyone falls. It's what you do after you fall. 
if you give up, then it's just a waste. No lessons learned. But if you can get up and realize, well, you did it once and you made a mistake and you fell, surely you can do better now because mm -hmm. you now realize what was wrong, what you did wrong. And get up, do it again, but the right way. And perhaps avoid some of the mistakes. Sometimes it's just bad luck. Hopefully the luck changes. I mean, there are lots of reasons, but falling and just lying, lying there dead makes no, you know, doesn't help anybody. Feeling depressed doesn't help anybody. If you're a real entrepreneur, you get up and you keep walking because there is no choice. And if you do that, you will succeed. Doesn't matter how many times you fall, keep getting up, keep walking and you will succeed. And, you know, that's also about, you know, playing chess instead of checkers. Chess is always, checkers is always about the first move, just immediate move, immediate game. Whereas chess is about the whole board, winning the whole game, getting that king. You might sacrifice a pawn, you might sacrifice a bishop, you might sacrifice a castle. It doesn't matter as long as your strategy is to win the entire board. Right? So I think people have to look at things with a wider perspective. And those that are judging should look to themselves. What have they achieved in their life? Off. And that person that fell tried. Mm. But trying yet. I have more, you know, uh, faith in that person. Mm. You know, and more pride in that person than that person who's judging that person who's not done anything in their lives. Mm. Who's not attempted anything. But they're happy to go and, you know, little, you know, say little things about others. Um, so to, to entrepreneurs that fall, you get up. To anybody that fails at things, get up. I failed. You know, many times, many, many times. I keep getting up, keep going forward. And guess what? I have a super yacht and a plane. <laughs> right? How much more blunt can I be about, you know, eventually you'll get there. Right? So, you know, here's someone that has fallen many times and has had to get up, you know, and, and has had to fight different battles. But you will get the ending as long as you keep moving forward, learning your lessons, you know, um, and moving forward. Awesome, Nato. Um, last November, the media reported that your office was raided. Um, I just wanted to check with you what but was I that. The media reported, I think a little tiny little news portal reported. But <laughs> that's a different matter because that's action being taken separately. Number one, we were not raided. I was not here. Mm, yes. There was a visit to request information about one company. That information was provided. That's all I know. That's it. Okay. That's that's the totality of what happened. Um, of course, the 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 the, the new the, the little portal that reported it just you know you like blowing things up right, making a much bigger story than it is, and then adding more flair to it, and putting some fire under it. You know the. <laughs> It's uh, it's sad, but you know, that's also why vibes is run. <laughs> Ireland's all this out, right? So, to to answer your question, um, no, and you know, company is fine, everything is fine, accounts are fine, we're moving forward, everything is fine. There was a request because someone made a report about some ventilator purchases of which we were just the middlemen. When we were just advisors, we just introduced uh, our friends in Hungary to our friends in China and let them do the deal. Mm. Um, because they trusted us, they asked us to be in the middle of it to make sure that the delivery was done. Not mm. not to choose what was bought, but just to make sure that if 
they bought it, the Chinese side would deliver it. That, mm. that was our role. We fulfilled our role and did nothing else, right? Uh, and that's completed. Uh, but if you, if you listen to what the, that portal wants to say, it's, I'm so amazing that I made a half a billion dollar commission on a half a billion dollar contract. You know, one of my friends said, if I'm that smart, I'm not his hero, I'm his God. <laughs> I mean, if I was that smart, I would love it. So, I mean, it's all crap. It's all nonsense. Uh, that whole thing was us trying to assist a government. That's our total involvement, nothing more than that. Uh, and uh, because of that, there was a request for information to make sure that we had paid all our taxes. We did everything. We provide all the documents we had to provide. And, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. that's all we know. Awesome. All right, Dato. So uh, finally, what is your proudest accomplishment to date? Proudest accomplishment to date, apart from my two daughters, mm -hmm. I'm immensely proud of. They're amazing girls. It's amazing. Smarter than me, prettier than me, <laughs> which doesn't take a lot, but you know, uh, they're just simply amazing. But apart from that, I, I, I believe, I think it's trying to, to, get close to living up to the kind of standards and beliefs my father had to actually make a difference in people's lives during the pandemic you know we 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 have fed millions uh, we we donated a mobile hospital uh, we got involved in people's lives we tried to save companies that were dying um, just by helping and we managed it a few times um, I'm proud that my team and I look look at business and life that way. Not about just taking, mm -hmm. but about being involved and growing together. You know, uh, um, you know, I, I'm proud of the fact that if you look at the executives in my office and my company, they all operate that way as well. That they themselves will tell people how they do business and what they want to do business on. Um, and you know, that, that's, that I'm proud of that, you know, I've got more people to believe in, in what I believe in that, you know, if you're smart enough to make money, you're smart enough to do so well, then you're smart enough to make a difference in people's lives. You're smart enough to fix societal issues and you should be involved mm -hmm. in society. Uh, you should be involved in the community that you take so much from. Uh, you should make sure that they also thrive mm -hmm. um, so that that symbiotic relationship continues. Um, so I, I am proud that that's the direction we're going in and that I've got everyone moving in that direction. The, you know, the key to any, any successful business, uh, successful CEO, is to know your weaknesses, know the holes around you and, and be able to bring people that can cover it. And I'm proud of the fact that I've surrounded myself with the smartest people I know for different mm -hmm. areas much smarter than my than me in, in different areas. You know, I know I have the vision of the big picture, but how do you deliver on it with mm -hmm. brilliant experts? In mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's vibes, like you see with mm -hmm. the kind of people I've got, or, or any of my companies, uh, you know, you've got to surround yourself with people that you consider smarter than you and, and put your ego aside and listen because you're the biggest winner, biggest loser at any time. You need to listen. You still decide, mm. but you need to listen and you need to have people that are willing to tell you what they think. Doesn't matter if you think they're wrong. 
but they must be willing to tell you what they think, not tell you what you want to hear. Mm. And I'm proud of the fact that that's the kind of organization I built uh, that can grow long after me. Awesome, Datuk. And all right, that's all the time that we have for today. We have just been speaking to Datuk Vinod Shaker, the chairman of Petra Group. Thank you, Datuk, for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Datuk. The pleasure is all ours. Be sure to join us next time as we aim to interview another interesting entrepreneur from across the globe. Thank you.